This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're back for another episode. Last week, we talked all about different early intervention strategies. So if you haven't had a chance to take a listen to that, stop, go listen, and then come back. So today we're going to be giving you guys um, a lot of our favorite resources to educate and advocate for autism. Um, This month is really highlighting the importance of making sure that you are getting the appropriate information for treating the children that you may have on your caseload um, that may have ASD and also just identifying the differences, celebrating the differences. And I know there's been a lot on social media out there. So Rachel and I just kind of compiled some of the favorite things that we've seen. A lot of it is some of your guys's posts and things that you have led us to. So thank you so much. But um, we both spent some time just making sure that we could give you guys just a short compiled list of where to get some really good information from. And I think it's really important to look in a variety of places for those type of things. So uh, we first want to give a shout out to some of our friends we follow who have been just amazing in posting a lot of things this month. And I've learned so much from, and we've saved a ton and Rachel and I have been talking about it a lot. So we just wanted to highlight some of those. Um, The first is speechy things. She has, um, she's on Instagram as speechy things. She has a lot of posts um, this month really about um, the importance of celebrating special interests, the importance of celebrating differences. Um, She has a really great post about stop stopping stims, which I thought was really interesting. So like the stimming behaviors, how to stop stopping them. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times our first instinct is to stop them. And she describes why that might not be the best course of action. Um, She also just recently had a post about identity first language, how an autistic person um, would want to be identified as that an autistic person instead of a person with autism. So that was really interesting to me and something new. I think that we all could benefit from learning from. And then another that I've seen is uh, she's on Instagram as speech speechologist SF. She's from San Francisco. So speechologist SF Vivian, uh, she has just a lot of very informative things on the history of autism. I'm sorry, you hear my email going off here. Uh-huh. I am having the so crazy busy, <laughs> it's, you know, that's just kind of how it's going <laughs> this week. Um, Yeah, she just has a lot about the history of autism, some really great current issues on public policy regarding autism, and just a very different, um, different information that, again, I was very new to and I wasn't aware of that would be really good for you guys to educate yourselves on. Definitely. And I like that you kind of highlighted the identity first language because 
I know at least when I went to undergraduate and then obviously Claire and I went to graduate school together, but it was so backwards that yes. you should do, um, you know, like person first person language. First. Mm-hmm. And um, there's really been a shift in that. So if you look into that and read about it and educate yourself, um, I think that's really beneficial. The next one that I had that has been posting so much um, helpful information and in a variety of ways is PlaySpark. We actually had Serena and Kylie on the show um, a couple months ago to talk about the green screen movement for teletherapy and all of those awesome resources. But they have been posting several great videos. They're actually reels that talk about the difference between autism acceptance versus autism awareness, which I think is super important. And they kind of just highlight the fact that um, just like to remember that we should be celebrating differences between neurodiversity, which I think is so important. Yeah. And that's what uh, Mrs. Speech IEP has also been posting a lot on about celebrating neurodiversity. And she is posting specific examples of children um, and their differences and why we should be celebrating their specific differences. Her account is awesome. If you're not following her, follow her. She, especially this month has had so many really great posts, uh, that I've learned so much from about autism. And I think it's very, very informative and again, like Rachel says, the celebrating neurodiversity, I think that term is new. Like I don't ever remember learning about it in grad school, or maybe I just glazed over it, but Mm -hmm. neurodiversity is a very new term. I feel like to describe the autistic community. And I think that we should definitely know what that is. Essentially it's just differences in the brain that should be celebrated, not counted as deficits. Mm -hmm. Um, they're just differences. And I think that we should really start knowing what that means and knowing what that looks like. She also did a um, shirt campaign. Uh, I, I think it actually like launched a couple months ago in preparation leading up to April 2nd because um, that's World Autism Day, but super cute shirts that it's a bunch of rainbow gears that make up a brain. Um, they're cool. super cute. And I know they come in um, coffee mugs too, that oh, design. Fun. And it says celebrate neurodiversity on it, which is so cute. Um, The next section that we have are just kind of general resources. And for the ones that I'm going to talk about, I specifically asked um, a very close friend of mine, she's actually the social worker at my school, for some resources because her son has autism. And she's kind of gone through that journey of having to self-educate and she comes at it from a very unique perspective where she is both a parent of um, an autistic child and also works, you know, like her job as a school social worker. So that's on her caseload also. So just to keep that in mind, um, the biggest thing she suggested was to research any local state or national organizations. So for example, the autism alliance of michigan.org has so much information. And I know that's probably only helpful if you're in Michigan, but I'm sure um, tons of states have their own access to, you know, different state and local organizations. There's so many programs listed on that website, materials, literature, different committees to get involved with. Um, The other website she suggested was 1-800-earlyon.org, and that's a great place to get started if you kind of 
don't know where to get started, um, they have tons of resources on there. And then any children's hospital websites, they tend to have a fair amount of information too. So again, I'm in Michigan, but Mott Children's Hospital, that's part of the University of Michigan, they have an awesome section on their website specifically related to autism spectrum disorder, resources for parents, there's stuff on there about toilet training, what to do um, while you're waiting for an ASD evaluation, because I know at least in Michigan, wait lists are crazy. I think that's kind of everywhere. Um, so that would be super helpful too while you're in that limbo. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, I think you're right. I was trying to look for Virginia, what Virginia had, but I just didn't have a ton of time before um, mm -hmm. starting this, but I'm pretty sure all states have some sort of um, accessibility to that information. So just yeah. looking up your state and then that information is good. Um, if you guys haven't seen the April Asha leader yet, you need to, because it has so many good articles that are highlighting autism, highlighting autistic individuals. Um, there was something that stood out to me, like right when I opened it up was a survey of school SLPs, 92% of school-based IEPs, sorry, 92% of school-based SLPs treat ASD. So I thought that wasn't like, that's so high. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Um, so just kind of putting it into perspective, you know, there's a majority of us do treat in a school and we know that. So I think just knowing, you know, there's a lot of SLPs out there that treat autism mm -hmm. and, um, work with individuals with work with autistic individuals. And I think it's great to lean on one another and ask one another questions about Definitely. what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also some great articles about why some insurers have to cover don't have to cover autism services, which I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, older adults with autism, which I think is a, a topic that kind of gets pushed under the rug. A lot of times we talk a lot about autistic children, not so much about autistic adults. And I think that's coming out more, but I think it needs to be known, even if you're just working with kids, because they will eventually become adults. So we want to make sure that we're putting them in a place that they'll be successful as an adult. And then there's also a really great article on autistic people forming friendships that I thought was really interesting as well. Um, talking about how parents goals for their children are often, I just want them to have a friend and how those who are neurodiverse view friendships. Mm -hmm. So check it out. Cause there's a lot of really good information in this. I think one. that was probably my favorite. Yeah part super interesting. of, yeah, it's super interesting. Check it um, out. The next website that my friend had suggested was templegrandin.com. Um, I think this is especially helpful for any professionals that are working with autistic individuals because there's tons of webinars, conferences. Um, she has a whole section on different autism books and DVDs and different resources and not all uh, written or published by her. There's a variety of authors and different resources. So I thought that was super important. There's videos on there, um, kind of her background. If you guys aren't super familiar, you can subscribe to her emails. There's also a autism information mailing list. So I would definitely add that to your list of resources. The other one I had was the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, which Speechy Things actually got me onto because a lot of her information she posts is um, re referenced to this mm -hmm. network. And 
I just got lost on the site. Check it out if you haven't. It's amazing. Um, it's autisticadvocacy.org is their website. And it's run by and for autistic individuals. And they really, their purpose is to push for public policy advocacy. Um, they work with the development of autistic cultural activities, leadership trainings for autistic individuals. I'm just reading off of their purpose on their website. And it's just mm -hmm. amazing. They have things for parents, things for autistic individuals, uh, for professionals working with autism. And it's just a really great resource that has um, what it seems like anyway, to me, just from looking at it, some really reliable information. Again, it's run by autistic individuals, which I think is a really great thing as well. Yeah, because this is kind of one thing I wanted to mention. Also, I'm on their website right now and they have tons of information, but I want to make very clear that we are by no means professionals in this area. And there's such a push, which I cannot agree with more that Autistic individuals are experts in this area because they are the ones that have autism and are kind of living that, you know, day-to-day -day life. And the more that we can educate ourselves by resources that they provide, the better. Yeah, absolutely. We should have said that first. I'm sorry, guys, because <laughs> it's true. Like we, and that's kind of the purpose of this episode is to give you guys resources that you can look at for yourself because we are by no means, we don't know it all. And mm -hmm. no one really can who doesn't yeah. have autism, like Rachel said. Sure. Yeah. Um, our next tiny little section would be books. Um, we just have a couple here to highlight. The first is, was actually recommended by my friend. She said, it doesn't directly pertain to autism, but it's called The Out of Sync Child. And then it's recognizing and coping with sensory processing disorder, which we know sensory deficits can be a, a very large piece of autism. So I think that would be really helpful to look at. And we can link in the show notes what looks like um, a pretty large, like free sample. You know how sometimes you can read a couple chapters before yeah. you purchase it. Um, so we'll link that because That's nice. Yeah. Who doesn't love free right, for sure. And then I just wanted to kind of highlight books about autism written by autistic people, because I think those are the most interesting that I've read. Um, I've read look me in the eye, which is about an individual with Asperger's. Um, that's a really good one. There's a bunch out there too. If you literally just Google books about autism, by autistic mm -hmm. individuals, you will come up with a whole list. And that's kind of what I did. And I'm making my new library um, <laughs> list because there's a lot of them and they look really good. And again, what better way to learn about autism than from those who yeah. are experiencing it? Definitely. And the last book that we have on our list, this one I actually just ordered and got, I have not read it. So once I do, I will report back, but it's called The Whole Brain Child by Daniel Siegel. Siegel. Um, Claire, have you heard of this? So I've read it. Yeah. I actually yeah. got it because um, Michelle Garcia winner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. He I, one of the conferences, I went to her conference and she recommended it. I bought it mm -hmm. at the conference. I read it on the way home, like super quick. I've gone through it a million times. It is so good. You guys, you need it just as like a reference book, because sometimes you'll just be like, you know, I'm really not understanding this child. Maybe like, mm -hmm. let me look at a different aspect. It's, it's so good. It's so good. It, it makes your mind turn in ways that it hasn't before. So yeah. So actually it's funny you say that because I got it 
my school had funding for me to purchase a bunch of materials from socialthinking.com and that's what I got it through. But my understanding is that it talks about different neuroscience research Mm -hmm. and talks about how the brain is wired differently for everyone. So you just hooked me even more, even though the reviews were already amazing. I actually haven't opened it in a while and now I'm going to, I'm going to pull it off my shelf because it's, it's good. It's really good. If you have it, if you guys don't know what it is yet, Google it, find it. You will not regret it. It's pretty cheap too. I think you can get it on Amazon for not yeah. that expensive. So yeah, definitely recommend it. Uh, the last thing we're just going to highlight real quick is some Instagram accounts that are helpful. And most of these are Instagram accounts that either, um, are autistic individuals or they have someone in their family with autism. And I think that's again, really important to learn from that source. So the first, um, that I have is autism sketches there. First of all, they're, um, Oh, this is such a good one. I've seen this one on nuke. Forgive me. I'm not going to say the name, right. Um, but it's basically, yeah, the, the view of the, um, what is it? The, like the view of all of the posts are really beautiful. Um, and a lot of people actually have reposted from here. Um, essentially she just talks a lot about different aspects of autistic individuals. So coping strategies, a lot about executive dysfunction, executive functioning, things like that. Again, it just makes me think and it makes me really celebrate the differences. And I, I loved looking through some of her posts. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. One thing I've seen reposted a lot from her was just the kind of talking about autism acceptance as a whole mm-hmm. and how um, autistic individuals would like everyone to kind of move away from the puzzle piece a little bit and yeah. to the infinity symbol. Um, and, you know, that also goes along with that person first language that we were talking about and t- to kind of move away from that. Um, the next one that I had on my list was fidgets and fries. So if you want to look her up, Tiffany Hammond, she, um, is an autistic individual. She gives tons of real life perspectives. Um, if you guys do want to look her up, it's fidgets period and period fries. And she posts a lot of great information also. Another one I had was the autistic cats and they actually, it is for individuals with autism who have a website where they blog about their experiences and it's really cool. And most of their posts on Instagrams are, uh, screenshots, I believe of their Twitter account and just talking about certain things, but it is very insightful and their blog is awesome. So if you get a chance, even just to check out, uh, the website or the blog, I highly recommend it. Um, The next one is My Autistic Soul, and this is run by Oliver Quincy, and they post tons of useful information. One thing that I love that they just recently posted, actually, I think yesterday or the day before, is Autistic Vocabulary, a cheat sheet, and there's tons of different slides. I don't know. I think there's like eight or 10 slides of different vocabulary words and terms that um, you may not know the term, you know, the meaning of, or you may be using incorrectly. So I think that's been very helpful also. And the terms are huge right now, guys. Like Mm -hmm. I, the move, the whole movement of not just with autism, but with everything, it's really important to know the terms that those individuals 
feel respected by and feel um, that we should be using and to, and that we respect that. It's very important. Yeah. Uh, the last one I have is Allison, the human Rachel. I don't know if you follow, I um, haven't, but I'm going right now her on Instagram, but she's awesome. She is a coach um, for like a consulting coach mm-hmm. for neurodiversity and neurodiverse mm-hmm. individuals. And she's got a lot of really great story highlights on speech pathology and on consulting and on autism. And she's just such a sweet and special individual. And I absolutely love following her and learning mm-hmm. from her. Um, she was one a while ago, somebody recommended on their story to follow uh, an autistic individual going through mm-hmm. their real life experiences. And I have not regretted it. She's, she's great. She's given a lot of information. Definitely. So I hope you guys have enjoyed kind of the shorter episode, but we honestly just wanted to highlight available resources that are out there and not ta- you know, speak on autism or social language or pragmatic language or visuals or anything like that. We wanted to give you guys the resources to educate yourself. We would love to hear from you. If you have some favorite accounts that you follow that you think would be super helpful for us to share with everyone else, please, please, please send us a DM or an email and we would love to get that information out to you. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode. Thank you again so much for joining us. And as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. And you can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in the Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. Rachel and I also have an email for the podcast that you can email us with suggestions, or if you or someone you know wants to be on the podcast, that's let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.